along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you.
is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxuries. touched and filled by your presence. Lord, we just welcome you in this place. Have your way. Do what you want to do in Jesus' name. Amen. And let's worship the Lord together. And are you ready to worship tonight?
the blanket of the Holy Ghost, full of peace. Oh, he's a shelter in the storm. He comes this way through peace to us. Oh, it's a place where we can feel his love, where we can see his love, where we can see how much he loves us. It's all humble ourselves under your mighty hand tonight that you may exalt us in due time Father we thank you for making our names great for we trust in you we acknowledge you in all of our ways that you may direct our paths oh Lord we love you we're so grateful that we can know you and grow in our knowledge of you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. sent my word to you to heal you uphold you and guide you do what my word says to do it'll cause you to break through 
It'll cause you to accomplish the great and mighty things that I have called you to. Take hold of my words, for it'll never let you down. It will surround you all around. It'll quench every fiery dart that the enemy may hurl your way. So take heart and be bold and do what I say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. They do a phenomenal job, don't they? Well, are you excited about Jesus? And the opportunities that are presented to us each and every time Jesus meets with us? Hallelujah. Well, Sean and Gabriel have one more Wednesday. And then they're going to start their new season of life. So I want you to know that the last Wednesday of July, we will not have uh, Wednesday Night Refreshing. That's the last week uh, in July. And uh, also on July 25th, Sunday... We're going to have Pastor Nelson, Minister of the Word. And then uh, on August 1st, we're going to have Sadie Krills, which is Pastor Sam's uh, sister. She'll be with us. And you're going to have a great time in the Lord. I'll be getting the boys set up in uh, Tulsa, so praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited about God. Amen. Are you excited about God? Aren't you glad that God's on your side? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. And uh, as always tonight, you have an opportunity to give, give into God's kingdom. You can do it any time during the service. And I know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm fully convinced and fully persuaded that God will bless whatever you sow. Amen. Amen? And you can do it online. Go to our website and take care of it that way. Hallelujah. I just want to get into this tonight. Amen? Yes, yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. We want to dismiss our kids for our Kids Life class. Amen. Kids, we want you to have a great class. Be blessed as you're taught the Word. Have a good time in Jesus. We want to communicate to our kids that church is fun. Because it is. Amen? Church is something that we get to do, not something we have to do. God just, this is a time when his family gets together. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. I'm ready for the word. Are you ready for the word? What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? You know, God has made provision for us that anything he asks us to do, he's already enabled us to do it. So tonight, I just want to encourage you about doing some great exploits for God and that our God is a provider. 
Could anybody use some provision tonight? Is there something that you need that is not here yet, but God wants to give it to you? And we're going to look at that side of God tonight. And, uh, you know, God is amazing. Amen? And the question, I want you to think about this. Do we really believe God? I mean, what if God told you to do something great? Anything that God says is great, by the way. From the littlest to the biggest, God delights in our obedience. And uh, if God asks you to do something enormous, grand, incredible, would we have the confidence to just, to just do it? Amen? Amen. We're going to look at some examples of that. And uh, how serious are we about following God? I mean, we got to be really serious. Amen? I know that you are. Hallelujah. Whatever God calls you to do, he will provide for you. Say, my God is a provider. And not only does he provide, but he has it ready ahead of time. And as you just follow the path of obedience, it's there when you need it. All right? Think about this for a minute. God called Abram to be a father of many nations when he presently had no children. God called David to become a king, even though presently he was a shepherd. All right? God called Joshua to take over as leader of Moses and to conquer and distribute inheritance for his chosen people. God called Esther to become a queen of a foreign nation, even though she was raised an orphan. Can an orphan become a queen? Absolutely. With God, yes. There are no limits. There are no barriers. There are no restrictions. There are no hindrances. Can you say amen? Amen. That means so be it. God called Nehemiah to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem that had been demolished and destroyed. He went from a cupbearer to a governor and a builder. God called Noah to build a very large boat to save his family and humanity. Amen? God called Paul to become an apostle and write most of the New Testament, even though he was currently persecuting Christians. When God called him, he was persecuting Christians. But look what God did with him. Amen? God called Ruth to become redeemed, righteous, and rich. She didn't marry a broke ass, she married a Boaz. Right? So listen, even though she was a Moabitess and lost her husband, lost her brother-in-law, lost her father-in-law, and she decided to stick with and serve a bitter woman. But God provided for her. Amen? She became part of the lineage of the righteousness of God, of the righteous line. God called Daniel to become a prominent political figure and a prophet of transformation in a foreign nation. He changed the nation. He was a minority. 
but he changed the nation. I want you to go with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 11. Daniel, chapter 11, and verse 32. It says this, Daniel 11, verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, am I amongst some people who know their God? I know people of ECF know their God, right? But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Say, I was designed to do great things. Say, God made me for something great. Hallelujah. He, he, he thinks that you're so great that he put the greater one inside of you. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Say, I have God's greatness in me. He wants you to do great exploits. He wants you to accomplish something. He wants you to become something. He wants you to do something. Amen? And nothing that God asks you to do is small. Even though it may seem small in the natural. Amen? But for everything that God asks you to do, he's already made provisions for you to do it. He has already provided. He has set you up for success. Amen. Amen? Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. And look at verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1. And verse 3, I'll read it from the King James, then I'll read it from the Amplified. According as his divine power, notice this phrase, has given. Not going to, already has. What? His divine power has done something for you. Amen? His divine power has given unto us all things. Everybody say all things. That pertain unto life and godliness, your natural life and your spiritual life. You have everything that you need to be a success in both. As his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. Did you know that you've been called to glory and virtue? Right? The Amplified says this. His divine power has bestowed on us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life. Life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. I want you to notice God's power is working on your behalf. And if there's something that you need that's not there, God can make it for you. Amen? We've got to elevate our ability to, do, to receive God's provision tonight. Are you ready to elevate your ability to receive? 
right? You're ready to expand your capacity, right, to receive God's provision. Our God is a provider. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord shall provide. His name is El Shaddai. He's more than enough, all sufficient, almighty. That's the kind of God we serve. And his divine power has already given us these things. Amen? You have everything that you need to leave to lead a life of happiness, joy, and fruitfulness. Yes. Hallelujah. Hmm. Go to Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. I'm building your faith up for provision tonight. Do you know that we're living in times when we need to have God provide? God's provision is not based on negative circumstances. God provided for people in the worst of circumstances. So your ability to accomplish what you need to do is not based on your circumstances. It's all wrapped up in what God said to you. It's all wrapped up in God's word to you. Amen? If God told you to be there, then he's going to provide for you where? There. Right? I remember there was a sermon, I think it was Oral Roberts, he said a place called there. Right? God has a there for you. There you will be his heir. Amen? Matthew 6.33 He said this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? All these things shall be added to you. How many could use some things added to you? Amen. Well, as long as your priorities are right. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. He lists the things prior to it. I'm not going to go into that tonight, but all these things shall be. Can't go any other way. When you put God first, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of everything. Amen? Go to Psalm chapter 84. And this is our main springboard tonight. Psalm 84, verse 11. Hallelujah. Psalm 84, verse 11. Now, this may generate excitement. You don't have to hold your excitement back. You don't have to wonder if someone's thinking about how excited you really are. It doesn't matter. If you get excited, just show it. Amen. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. Now listen to this next part. This is the exciting part. No good thing will he withhold from the upright. How many good things is, 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 is our God withholding? Nothing. No good thing will he withhold to them that walk upright. What does it mean to walk upright? It means to live right. Amen? When you live right, I'm telling you, the Bible contradicts the phrase, nice guys finish last. 
No good thing is God going to withhold from those that walk upright. Everybody say, no good thing. He's not going to hold back. He's not going to withhold. He's not going to prevent himself from giving it to you. Whether it's healing, whether it's money, whether it's food, whether it's help, whatever you may need, God was, is not going to withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. We are part of an elite club. It's called the Upright Club. We've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And therefore, we will walk in abundant provision. We will be taken care of. Amen? We've got to have faith in God that God's going to work on our behalf. He'll bless your business. He'll bless your family. He'll bless your household. He'll bless your socks off. That's not scripture, but it's true. We need, sometimes we need to get our socks blessed off. Amen? God's nature is to be good. And God's nature is not to do just enough. His nature is to do more than enough. Well, this is what I needed. Yeah, but I thought you could use a little extra. God always adds extra. I'll never forget when I was at Ramah, my... This was during orientation, right? And the pastoral staff was introducing themselves. Pastor Hagen, you know, white man. Fred Brothers, white man. Tony Cook, white man. And then Billy Joe Watts. He, he gets up, he's the black man. He says, and I'm Billy Joe Watts, and I had the barbecue sauce to it all. <laughs> he came with a little extra, Amen. I'm telling you, God, you can order ribs, but God will make sure that you have more than enough sauce on those ribs. Amen? God's a more than enough God. God's a too much God. We have got to stop settling for not enough or barely enough, but we've got to expect more than enough. A super abundant provision from God. Whatever God told you to do, he's got provision there for you. He is able to provide. You may be working a job that you didn't necessarily want, but God put you there. Guess what? You know, sometimes God needs lights in dark places. So he puts believers in places where there's a little light so their light can have maximum shine. You know, if you want maximum shine, it's best to put a light where it's dark. Right? Hallelujah. God is a son. He enlightens. He, en- he, he brings life. He brings direction. He brings comfort. He brings guidance. Amen? He, he gives warmth. He's a son. He has a beauty about him. Have you ever just stood in awe at the beauty of the Lord? You know, I mean... He shines brighter than the sun. Think about that. Hallelujah. He is the sun and the shield. Go to Psalm 18. Psalm 18 and verse 1. (laughs) This is when David was being chased by his crazy boss. 
Now, some of you may have had a crazy boss, but they're not chasing you around the country trying to kill you. That's an, ex- that's an extremely crazy boss. You know, that'd make a good reality series, crazy bosses. <laughs> I'm telling you, David had a crazy boss. Well, when you're possessed with the devil, that's what happens. You're crazy. Amen? Psalm 18 and verse 1. Glory to God. This goes along with God's a son of the shield, and no good thing will he withhold. I want you to get that. No good thing will he withhold. All you got to do is walk uprightly. Live right. Amen? Psalm 18, verse 1. I love you fervently and devotedly. Notice, O Lord, my strength. Is the Lord your strength tonight? Do you trust him for your strength? He's your source of strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and the one who rescues me. Three things. He's your rock. He's your fortress. You can stand on him. You're secure in him, and he'll deliver you when necessary. You know, God, our God's in the pizza business. He's in the delivery business. He'll show up and deliver you, right? <laughs> my God, my rock and strength, in whom I trust and take refuge. You know what? As the body of Christ, we need to get better at taking refuge in God. Sometimes we find comfort in complaints, but we need to take refuge in God. We find refuge in fault-finding, but we need to find refuge in God. Amen? we got to take refuge in God. God's your safe place. So when things are happening, you've got a safe place to go that the devil can't get in. The devil's been kicked out of heaven, by the way. He can't get in. Hallelujah. My shield... And the horn of my salvation, my high tower, and my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. I am saved from my enemies. Guess what? David is saying he's saved from his enemies while he's running from his enemy. That's called faith. Amen? And God delivered David every time. All right, go to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 and verse 35. Luke 22 and verse 35. How many know that when Jesus chose his disciples, he sent them out? Actually, hold your place there in Luke and go to Matthew 10. All right? Go to Matthew 10. For just a moment, and we'll come back to Luke 22. Look at verse 5 of Matthew 10. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them. What What did Jesus do? He sent them forth and he commanded them. Go not into the way of the Gentiles, into any city of the Samaritans, enter not, but go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ever receive, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor, nor brass in your purses. How many would go to where God's sending you without 
money in your wallet. Without money in your pocket. He said, only take a staff in your hand. Is God able to take care of you? Is God able to provide for you? Okay, he is. Amen? He said, don't take two coats. Well, what if it gets cold? God will provide. Say, God will provide. Neither shoes. Don't take an extra pair of shoes. You talk about traveling light. For the workman is what? Worthy of his meat. Did you know that God thinks you're worthy? All right, now let's go to Luke 22. And look at verse 35. This, this might get you excited too. And Jesus said to them, When I sent you out without money and belt and provision and bag and extra sandals, did you lack anything? They answered, Nothing! They went out on the command of God, on the word of God, and that word had enough power to provide for them. Coats, shoes, food, lodging, anything that they needed. When they went to a place, if, they didn't, if that place didn't receive them, they went on to the next place. They shook the dust off their feet. But when they got to a place that received them, that place took care of them, that place provided for them, that place, did you lack anything? Nothing. They lacked nothing. The testimony of 11, 12 believers. They lack nothing. Because they went obeying the word of God. And the word provided for them. You may look in your wallet or your pocketbook and you might not see anything there, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing there. Because you've got a provider. You've got a financial backer. I'm telling you, you, you've got one who can finance every operation that he sent you on, by the way. Not of your own doing. You know, God doesn't want us to create our own plans and say, God, will you bless these plans? And God says, I can't bless those plans. They're not mine. God will bless his plans that are followed. Amen? Hallelujah. So they didn't lack anything. How long did Jesus minister? For three years, three and a half years. So they were going out for how long? You know, months. I mean, they had to walk everywhere. You know, it it took a long time just to travel five miles. Not like today. Right? And how many know you get tired after walking five miles? Right? You, you, you want to find a place to lay down your head. A friend of mine, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a group years ago called Teen Mania. And it was actually uh, Fiona's, Pastor Fiona's roommate in college. And before she went to college, she went through this thing called Teen Mania. And you know what they did to the group, that group uh, that year? They took them out a hundred miles or so, or sixty miles, whatever it was, outside of Tulsa, right? And they had to make their way back 
at a certain time, and they could only take rides for a, a, a limited amount. And no one had any provision, no one, but they had to make it, they all had to make it back. And guess what? There wasn't one group that was sent out that didn't make it back on time. How many know that'll build your faith real quick, won't it? You know, every good and perfect gift comes from your father. Your father, your heavenly father is a provider of good things. He will never, ever, ever give you anything bad. God's, there is not one gift of God that will put a sour taste in your mouth. That's either of our own doing or the world's doing or the devil's doing. Okay? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. God will provide for you to do great exploits. The minute God said it, his words contain the provision that you need to do it. Amen? Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Glory to God. We're about to raise the bar tonight. You're going to walk out of here knowing that no matter what you need, God will provide. Why? God wants to see you succeed. God didn't set you up to fail. God doesn't get... Uh, joy out of us failing. Amen. Our God is good. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Aren't you glad you don't have the spirit of the world? But the Holy Spirit who is from God, so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. How many get excited about that word freely? There are some things that God has freely given to us, but our relationship with the Holy Spirit is how we discover those things. It's how we access those things. It's how we possess those things. We may not even know it's there. Peter didn't know that there was a coin in the fish's mouth, but Jesus knew. God knew. And he said, cast in the first line. If you say first, there means a second. One to pay the tax and one for dinner. You're, you're there, you, you walk into this town, and, and it was customary to pay the temple tax. And Jesus has a little conversation. Whom do the people pay tax to, you know? And uh, Peter forgot his wallet at home. And, of course, Jesus is the head of the ministry. He had a treasurer. He didn't carry the money around. So how are you going to pay the tax? I'm going to say supernatural provision. Okay, Peter, the word tells Peter, go, put your line in the water, not a net, a line, and the first fish you get, it's going to have the tax in it for you and me. Peter says, okay, I like fishing. 
right? So he goes, puts his, he, he, this is acting in faith. He, he's doing what the word said to do, right? See, there's only provision when you agree with the word, not disagree with the word. If you try to reason to God why he's telling you to do what you do, that's a losing battle. You might as well just do it. When you get to heaven, you can ask Moses how it was when he argued with God. All right? The more he argued, the more God got mad. Did not do that what the Bible says? So don't argue with God. Just do it. Okay? So Peter did, and he, 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 he oh, I, I got one. He pulls it up, and sure enough, just like the word said, there was money in the fish to pay for him and for Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit shows us what's freely been given to us. The thief cometh not only but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have. Amplified says... That you may have and enjoy life and have an abundance to the full and overflow. God, say God, wants me to overflow. Say God, wants me to overflow. Say I want to overflow. Say overflow me God. Why does God want you to overflow? Because he wants you to be an outlet, not just an inlet. Overflow means you got more than enough for you plus other things. Say, so I'm an overflow outlet for God. It's not based on what it looks like. It's based on obedience to his word. It's, it's based on you following his plan. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Are you getting excited yet? Every one of these things that I'm saying belong to every one of us. These are truths that Jesus is teaching us. Romans 8, verse 32. I'll read it from the King James. He that spared not his own son... But delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Come on, somebody. How shall he not also with him give us freely all things? Amen. You can't go wrong when you got someone give freely giving you all things. All things are things that you need, things that you want, things that you desire, things that you dream of. God wants to make your dreams come to pass. He wants to fulfill your dreams. He doesn't give you a dream to not fulfill it. Hallelujah. How shall he not also with him give us freely, freely all things? Freely all things. We've got to get excited about that. If God's not going to spare any expense in salvation, what makes you think he's going to spare any expense for you to succeed in life? What makes you think he's not going to heal you all? You know, God's not a part healer. He's in the whole business. Yes, he can fix and replace parts, but he wants you whole. That's his goal. 
God's goal is for you to be whole. Say, God's goal is for me to be whole. That's a goal that we can meet with him. Amen? Let's just be whole. I want you to take a moment right now. Lay your hand on your body and say, body, I call you whole from head to toe, in and out, all around, every organ, every fluid, every joint. I'm whole in the name of Jesus. I am completely whole. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm 34. Mm -mm -mm. Psalm 34, verses 9 and 10. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no matter how hard the devil tries... He can't keep you in lack. We're attacking lack tonight. See, I'm not going to lack any good thing anymore. You'll have what you need, whatever you need. Psalm 34, verses 9 and 10. Hallelujah. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to those who fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Why? Because we we got someone who's daily, constantly, and continually providing us with good things. He's adding good things to us. He's a giver of good things. All good and perfect things come down from him. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have any wants because you reverence and honor and respect the Lord. Amen. Why? He takes care of your want. He's the good shepherd and you shall not want. He's a good shepherd, not a bad shepherd. He's a good shepherd. A shepherd provides for the sheep. Hallelujah. A shepherd cares for the sheep. A shepherd feeds the sheep. Hallelujah. A shepherd waters the sheep. A shepherd protects the sheep. Hallelujah. He's a, a, son, in a, a son in a shield. We got some Holy Ghost photosynthesis taking place right now. We're receiving rays from the sun right now. We're getting a suntan tonight. That's an S-O-N tan, by the way. Y'all are going to come out of here suntanned. What just happened to you? I encountered provision. I met the provider. You've got a source of supply that will never run dry. I want to talk to you about two, two guys real quick. Number one is Nehemiah. God called him to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. He's, he's the king's cupbearer. That was a very prominent, important position. You had to make sure that you look good. Why? Because you're always before the king. You had to make sure that the king wasn't getting poisoned. <laughs> Amen? You got, you got to hang around the royal court, a very prominent position. But God puts it in his heart 
to rebuild the wall. He was, he was touched by the dilapidated wall of his city. And God called him to rebuild it. Amen? And look at in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2. The king said to me, why do you look so sad when you're not sick? Uh-oh. I better, I'm in trouble. This is nothing but sadness of heart. Then I was very frightened. Because he's supposed to look good. He's supposed to act a certain way, right? Because he brings stuff before the king. And I said to the king... Let the king live forever. So he honors the king. Why should my face not be sad when the city of the place of my father's tombs lies desolate and its gates have been destroyed by fire? So the king said to me, what do you request? Here's the God moment. Right? You can't be afraid to make a request. You only get what you ask for. So I prayed to the God of heaven. If you're going to make a request, that's a good place to start. God, what should I say? What should I ask for? Right? Verse 5. I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your presence, I ask that you send me. To Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, so that I may rebuild it. He wants the king to release him from his current duty and send him on this other journey. Hallelujah. Verse 6, the king beside whom the queen was sitting asked me, how long will your journey take? And when will you return? So, it pleased the king to send me, and I gave him a definite time for my return. Then I said to the king, <laughs> hallelujah, when you got favor, ask away. <laughs> when you got favor, ask for the stars. Do you all have favor? Then let's be bold about our favor. All right? Let, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the provinces beyond the Euphrates River so that they will allow me to pass through until I reach Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, so that he will give me timber to construct the beams for the gates and the fortress for which, uh, which is by the temple and for the city wall and for the house which I will uh, occupy. The king granted what I asked for. Everybody say, the king gave me what I asked for. Provision. Not only the king gave him provision, the king gave him protection, the king gave him a promise, the king gave him providence, amen, and the king supplied what he needed. He gave him timber. He gave him soldiers. Right? He gave him a passage. Hallelujah. He gave him timber. Timber.
So Nehemiah had the king's pleasure, promotion, promise, provision, and protection. He was already, he had already what he needed to do the job before he, got on, before he even got on the job site. You have what you need already just simply by obeying what God said. Amen? And then I want to talk about one more guy and then I'm done. You want to build a boat? I know a guy. I know a guy. I'm going to talk about Noah. Amen? (laughs) Think about this. Eight people to build a boat the size of a United States aircraft carrier. It took a hundred years. Because no one else would help them because everybody else was wicked. How many know wicked people don't build churches? Wicked people don't send missionaries. Right? Wicked people don't take care of orphans. Am I right about it? Okay? So God says, I want you to build a boat the size of three football fields. With three decks. With rooms and compartments for animals and people. I did the math. They spent 375 days. That's a year and 10 days, by the way. On the boat. Did Noah ever go hungry? Did the animals ever miss a meal? How did Noah have enough food... I mean, they're floating on water. The earth is covered with water. There is no place to go for provision. But yet, God had enough provision to sustain Noah, his wife, their three sons, their three daughters-in-law, for 375 days. They didn't miss a meal. They didn't lose weight. They didn't have to have a fast. The animals ate, the people ate, everybody was provided for because God set Noah up to succeed. He didn't have to gather the animals, the animals came to him. He just had to build the boat and he had to collect the food. But they had no lack. 375 days on a cruise. Amen? Amen? In a wooden ship. Think about it. 375 days. How long did God feed his children in the wilderness? 40 years. 40 years every day bread bread rained from heaven. Except on the Sabbath. Then you got to gather twice. But you you didn't gather anything on the Sabbath. Faithful, 40 days, manna appeared until they got to the border of Canaan. And once they partook of Canaan's fruit, the manna stopped. Why? Because now they were entered into a new source of provision. Amen? What came to Elijah in the wilderness in a famine? The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord told him where to go. 
The word of the Lord told him how he would be taken care of, how he would be provided for. And he went and did it as the word of the Lord. And guess what? It was just as the word said. Drink from the brook, eat from the ravens. Drink from the brook, eat from the ravens. Right? Well, then the brook dries up. How many know that your job is not your source? It's simply an avenue. If, you're, if your job dried up, you still have a source. I'll never forget Mark Hankins. One of the biggest givers in his church when he was a pastor came to him and said, I don't like what you're preaching. And if you don't stop preaching this stuff, I'm going to leave the church. And Mark looked at him and said, I'm not for sale. I'm not even for rent. In other words, Mark said, you're not going to tell me what to preach. And so the, the family left. And Mark is sitting in his office having a pity party. I heard him tell the story. And uh, he said, oh, the biggest giver left my church. The biggest giver left my church. And he heard a voice. He said, no, the biggest giver didn't leave. And Mark said, no, I read the reports. I see the biggest giver. He said, no, the biggest giver is still here. That was the voice of God. How many know no one can outgive God? Amen. The greatest giver. And he sowed a seed. I forget what it was. And he ended up getting $100,000. Amen. How many know that God has, is a provider? He provides you with healing. He provides you with strength. He provides you with hope. He provides you with power. And his power causes you to go over the top. Amen. God has a provision for you to do great exploits. All you got to do is do what God said. Amen. Do what God said. Do what God said. And you will reap the reward. Mm. Hallelujah. Father, I give you thanks and praise. (laughs) I hear these words more, more, more. More, more, more. More, more, more. There's an open door for you to receive more. God has seen your seed and he's killed the weeds and your garden is going to have a bumper crop. It's going to sprout and spring up like never before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. get you what you need. God's going to bring to you toilless victory. 
And right now, he's given to you double for your trouble. He's changing the way you think. And he wants you just to sit back and drink. Drink in his goodness. Drink in his love. And receive what you need, want, and desire from God above. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I break every curse in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that they have been made free. Free indeed. From this moment on, they're going to experience levels of increase that they've never known or thought possible. But God has made them possible. In the name of Jesus. God has given you the power and the ability to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. You are a covenant keeper. You are a covenant daughter of the king. And he is blessing what you put your hands to. He's expanding your capacity to do great and mighty things of which you will look back and you will sing. You will sing of how good the Lord is. His faithful provision is true. How he brought you here and saw you through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just thank Him for His provision. Let's thank Him for His goodness. Hallelujah. Let's thank Him for His faithfulness. We serve a good and a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Your God and your maker has made you a breaker. A breaker of strongholds. A demolisher of demons. There's going to be an increase as the axe is being wielded. Trees are going to fall before you. Strongholds are going to break into pieces. And God will exalt you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name. Praise your holy name. 
You can go where God says go with confidence. You can do what God says do with confidence. Your God will take care of you. Your God will see you through. Your God will be there with you. Hallelujah. He's a provider to do great exploits. He's a provider for His children to do great and mighty things in this earth. We were destined for greatness. Let's not hold back in our obedience anymore. If the Lord said it, you should have enough confidence that you can do it because His Word enables you. His Word provides for you. His Word will see you through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I receive that for this church as well. This is a church that God started. This is a church that God called us to. And I declare in the name of Jesus that we're ready to receive the harvest and the lost. Hallelujah. We're open for business. Glory to God. And we're going to stay open until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is pro-vision. He'll give you the vision because God is pro-vision. Hallelujah. Can all the kids come up front? All the kids come up front. Hallelujah. God has brought you here by divine appointment. He's going to show himself strong on your behalf because you have a loyal heart. You have a hungry heart. The Bible says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, that you're filling her full with your goodness and your grace. You're opening her eyes so that she can see your face. Lord, she's seeing into the realm of the glory and in the realm of the Spirit. Her her ears are open to your voice, and she can hear it in the name of Jesus. Just touch her and fill her right now, Father the name of Jesus. Oh, I give you thanks and praise right now, Father, for your goodness and your faith. You're building her faith. Her faith is getting stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. Lord, just touch her and fill her heart in the name of Jesus. I give you thanks and praise, Father, for your goodness and your hand upon him is strong. Lord, your presence is on him all day long in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Father, for touching her heart. Lord, removing those things which shouldn't be there, Father, but just fill her. Fill her with your spirit. Fill her with your power. Give her the strength that she needs for this very hour in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you for touching them and filling them, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't you just thank God for making things possible for you. Hallelujah. You can go go sit down if you want to. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
it's your choice whether you do great exploits or not. It's your choice to listen to His voice when you're not sure what to do. Take a moment and listen. Listen to your heart, for the Holy Ghost is in you. He'll show you the way in which you need to go. And when you hear his voice, you will certainly know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anything else, Father? fresh tonight? You've been encouraged for provision. Stop talking lack. Stop focusing on what you don't have. You have God. Amen? That's all you need. Have a good night and a great week. God bless you.